This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Equity Minds! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you can Equity mates, it's Bryce and Ren here, as always, on a Monday, but with a slightly different episode this time round. We're launching a new format with the one and only Ed Cavalier and Ren. We are excited. Yeah, the concept is: Is there money in? Every episode, we'll be asking that question about a different area of life, a different industry, a different hobby or pastime. We'll be exploring the financial side of that. Is there money in it? In the episodes we've recorded so far, we've looked at winning Olympic gold. We've looked at YouTube. But to kick us off today, Ed is bringing a topic to the table. He's asking, is there money in a song? Yes. It was incredibly fun doing this with Ed. And we have a couple more episodes up our sleeve that we'll be releasing over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out for them. But more importantly, let us know what you think, because if you're enjoying them, this is something that we certainly will be continuing with. But without further ado, is there money in a song? Uh, hello, Ed Cavalier here, uh, brought to you as always by my sponsors, uh, Gina Reinhardt and Qatar. Um, and thank you so much to, I don't know if I'm their guest or they're my guest, but either way, it's a real, it's a cabal. I'm calling this a cabal. Uh, my friends are Bryce and Ren, the equity mates. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Ed. Ed, yeah. I, I don't think either of us are guests. I think we're just all hosts. We're all in this together. This guy. I know, so taking your job. What a socialist. <laughs> Welcome to the Socialist Finance Collective. <laughs> Every now and again, you guys will make the mistake of having me on so I can do some windbagging about yes. something. And then we finish that and I go downstairs and I bore the office for a while. And then eventually one of you politely says, we are running a company, a very successful one. We do have other things to do and I leave. <laughs> that is correct. Sure. That's how it runs. That's yeah. basically how it runs. So sadly for you guys, though, we had a chat about something that we all we're interested in. So you guys know about finance, equity, etc. I know about... Australia's best pie has been crowned. What was surprising about the winning pie? Ed, cavoodle meat. (laughs) (laughs) But we're both interested in this basic question of is there any money in dot, dot, dot. Mm. And this happened because a friend of mine who's worked in television and film production extremely successfully, um, his name's Michael Bay, you might have heard of him. He uh, was asked a question. Neither of you laughed. You don't know who Michael Bay is, do you? No. Uh, He's the Transformers director? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Transformers, uh, look, Ed, Con Air, The Rock. Uh, Stop pretty, me when I get to one. You're, you're pretty big. I would believe that 
didn't know him. <laughs> what are you guys, Emily in Paris fans? What are we doing over here? Uh, just finance documentaries. Yeah, you're gonna uh, fast dirty money, uh, Enron, smartest guys in the I room. Like that one, you're going to fast find out how big my circle of competence is when it comes to <laughs> so, all things outside of finance. Really? Well, yeah. I'm very, because I've got a term coming up though. That's just for you, right? Just um, yeah, I've got a term that, okay. that straddles both worlds that we're getting into. Okay, and I'm okay. really excited about it because right. I had to look it up. And when I looked it up, I was like, "They are gonna love this." All right, here we go. So, he was asked by someone who works in lighting. This guy has a very successful lighting company, but my mate is basically one of the most successful television writer and producers Australia has ever known. And at a party, very, very innocently, the lighting guy said to my mate, so uh, what do you do? And he very humbly said, oh, I work in television and, um, and film production. And to which the lighting guy said, oh, yeah, is there any money in that? Right? <laughs> <laughs> which do I love? Is there in Australia? Well, there can be. <laughs> oh, and that is a term I use all the time now, just for a laugh. Is, is there any money, money in that? that? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, but that's what this is. This is called, is there any money in? And one of us is going to present to the other two in a very equitable way, Ren. Okay, yes, it's not like a host that, thing. It's yeah, still socialism. <laughs> a topic and then discuss whether or not, and I'm going to pitch today, whether or not there's money in music. Nice. So my pitch right. today and my question to you guys with your knowledge of finance and my knowledge of Google, is there any money in music? Now, let's go around the room and just ask the question first. Okay, Ren, is there any money in music? Uh, you, well, I mean, your mind goes to the Justin Bieber's and the, yes. you know, the Rolling Stones of the world. Yes. So for them, certainly. Yeah. But my mind also goes to Bryce Lesky who fa- flamed out of a drums degree at university. <laughs> Not a lot of money in it for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on, uh, I have experience in uh, seeing where the money is on the other end of the spectrum. Classical music, for example. Uh-huh. Or if you're uh, playing in a pub band, is there any money in that music? Yes. That's a different story if you're n- not Ed Sheeran, if you're not Justin Bieber. Bryce was uh, Canberra's best pub DJ from 2012 to 2014. There, so. is, there is good money in DJing. <laughs> so there is money in Canberra pub there's DJing. Good, yeah, what good. was the number one requested song in Canberra pubs between uh, 12 and 14? K-San. Yeah, 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 baby. <laughs> Come on, baby. Play us something and, we know. And you, won't want, you don't want to know how much people paid me off the dance floor to pay, play K-San when it was already on a Compulsory set list that I had <laughs> that I had to play three times a night. How much? What was the going rate for an oh, extra spin of eighty bucks once? Eighty bucks for a spin of Kesar from one person to play Kesar, and I did say you do realize that this has already been played and is coming up, and they still paid me. How good! <laughs> that is wonderful stuff. <laughs> Episode done. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, music. Uh, now let's do our facts about Kesar, uh, written by. Ah, uh, good question. Jimmy Barnes? No, the other one. Uh, I don't know. Ian Moss. Okay. Written by Ian Moss where? Uh, At Cafe Sweethearts, which is now McDonald's in King's Cross. No way. In Sydney. There yep. you go. There wow. is no plaque. Um, so, <laughs> or if there was, people would accidentally throw up on it every weekend. Anyway, so yeah, okay. Short answer is... Yes, there is money in music. And there is certainly money, there used to be money in a genre called rock. Now, you would have remembered this, Bryce. There used to be a genre called rock. <laughs> yes. It's no longer with us. Ren? Uh, yeah, sad, sad to say it goes. It is no yeah. longer an ongoing concern. Okay. Yeah. Question, first things first. What is the highest selling rock song of all time? The highest selling rock song of all time. I'll give you a hint. ACDC? I'll give you a clue. It's not a rock song. 
Oh. Oh. That's, um, yeah, that's how you know the genre's gone. Is it going to be a recent one? Like, a, like, yes. uh, like a, not a rock song, but maybe with a guitar and drums. I don't know, like a Taylor Swift song? Yeah, you're on the right track. It's, it's radio. No, it's Imagine Dragons Radioactive. Okay. Radioactive, radio at that, right? They never asked for that on the DJ, the D, the Canberra DJ. They never asked for a magic. Could have, but it wasn't on the list. It wasn't on the list, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the list, baby. <laughs> so, what is the second highest selling rock song of all time? Beatles? Yeah, Rolling Stones? Not something? even close. It is, my friends, this. No way. <laughs> right. Don't stop believing. Yes. It's, a, it's a good song. It's yeah. an amazing song. Yeah. Destroyed there by the criminals at Glee, the television show Glee. So that is why I played that horrific version. Look at the, listen to the listen to the energy in it. Um, because I kind of pay it. There he is. He loves it. He'll play that. Give him five bucks and he'll spin some Glee. <laughs> because the reason that it is the highest selling rock song of all time is something we're going to cover here because one of the ways, Ren, that there is money in music is if your song keeps getting used in different ways. Mm. So Don't Stop Believing keeps having life because it was at the end of The Sopranos. Glee used it. It's in ads. Mm. So every time something else happens, Bryce, that re-imag- that people go, oh, that song, then they look it up, then they buy it. So one way that there is money in music is to have a song but not have it just be the same way it is until the end of time, which we're going to get to, using a term uh, called interpolations. Yes. Oh, and your eyes are like that, <laughs> Now, that's a financial term, is it not? Is it a financial term? It's a research term. term. It's it? a financial research term, meaning if you look at the current sphere of costs and revenue, can you make projections about the future based on those current states? Right. In a sort of a holistic sense. And people sort of argue against and for it. It is a formula. There you go. Interpolation. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. We're going to get to that because that's where music has ended up in a world of interpolations. The insertion of something of a different nature into something else. Yes. There you go. There we go. So that's what's we ending. So next question. Is there money in Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby? Got to be. Definitely. Got to be. Did you used to play it? Uh, Yes. Yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I know where this is going because he interpolated a song. That's right. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, not at all. Please don't because that is part of how we've got to where we've got to. That court case, the baseline of Under Pressure, Mm -hmm. which is in Ice Ice Baby, Mm. they went to court obviously with Queen and David Bowie. A funny bit is that David Bowie gets less than Queen. Uh, So so David Bowie gets less because he doesn't sing in the bit that they use. Really? Yeah, so his voice isn't on the master, even though he's part of the, yeah. Right, okay. So you always got to go, na, na, na. If you're writing a song, right, yeah. An (laughs) umba. Always throwing your own (laughs) umba. Which is one of the reasons that Timberland, the fantastic 90s hip-hop producer, started using his own voice as the beat and then uh, adjusting them. No way. Yeah, in Missy Elliott's songs and the rest because he's a very smart man. He's like, I am not missing out when they redo this. Wow. Ice Ice Baby, her year, still to this day, how much do you think Mr. Vanilla Ice is receiving? A song he did once and still had to pay almost, they they argue about how much he paid for that sample, but how much do you think if he's still getting? I have no relative scale, but I'm going to say, I don't know, eight million a year. No, oh, what? <laughs> I was going to go come in a lot lower. I was going to say like one. 
It's about four hundred thousand US per year. Okay. Yeah, okay. Which for a, you blew the scale out. <laughs> now we're not impressed by that. <laughs> but twenty five years later, he's making four hundred grand a year yeah. from one song. From yeah, one yeah. song that it was. It's a great. It, you know, it's always fun when you hear it. But without the under pressure baseline, doesn't go anywhere. Mm. Yeah. So that is the world that we're in. Okay. So is next question: Is there any money in new music based on what we've just heard? There can't be. I reckon if you're a big artist, there would be. Like Taylor yep. Swift's album, most Absolutely. downloaded of all yep. time. But like if Bryce, if, if the three of us decide to take the show on the road oh and, and pick up a guitar. I was in a band called uh, Blind Pilot. They're not making any, any They're not? music. They're not? <laughs> Still on Spotify? We never made it on Spotify. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where are they now? Where are the other th- members of Blind Pilot? Uh, some are still, still trying in Great. music. Yeah. Same band? No. Well, well, Bryce isn't I'm, there I'm anymore. Not in it. You know? No, but you can still. Well, you can I, cut I, the fat I'd be, like Pete Best. I'd be hoping. I, I did do. I did do some umbops. So I'd be get, better getting some roses from it. Short answer is no. There's not, mm. and less and less. Now, this is according to the Atlantic at the end of last year. Old songs now represent seventy percent of the U.S. music market. Wow! And what's what's an old song like more than a year old or something? Basically, or? so that is not a new release. So not, there's not a hype. There's not release. It's not this year. It, but when they say old, they are meaning ten years. They're meaning five to ten. Years. And not yeah, interpolations, okay. but just old songs. That's the part that we're getting to right. because the the market has changed a couple of times. And you two are going to love when we get towards the end because the big. Wall Street investment mm. firms are now coming in very mm. hot. Yeah. I mean, we do have a mate who only plays songs from his Apple iTunes playlist from 2010. <laughs> why, why only 2010? Well, that era. End no, of high no, school. It's like it's end stopped, of high school he stopped era. stopped finding music in 2010. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and actually so pretty late. If, uh, it's, it's just stuck in high school. What's he got? Like Huberstank? What's he What's he Literally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah. Like Sh- Shakira, Boys. Hips Don't Lie, gets a real play. Incredible song. <laughs> yeah. It is an incredible song. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, shout out to <laughs> Shout out to you, young man. Um, so the working musician is they're, they're saying that it's basically an endangered species. The working your way up from clubs to pubs to small venues to big venues, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That basically now is the argument is being made in most places I can find is it's not really taking place anymore. You just have to blow up on TikTok these days. Now, I'm so glad you brought that up <laughs> because that's what TikTok wants us to believe. They're having a terrible time proving TikToker that if you blow up on TikTok, your song blows up. It has any relevance to sales, to touring, to even getting signed by a label because so much of their stuff is a remix of something else. I mean, there would be some examples they can point to. Little Nas X, Olivia well, Rodrigo. Was he TikTok? Yeah, he was TikTok. Was that first one TikTok? Yeah, Old Town Road. Yeah. Yeah. I. I okay. That's maybe that. Maybe that. But that's a beat that he bought off the internet. Oh, really? He bought that. <laughs> off, he, he bought that beat off the internet f- uh, for fifty bucks uh, for Old Town Road, and it was only after it started going well. It's only the, when Billy Ray Cyrus joined, that's when it blew up. Okay. That's when they started selling it. And whenever this happens, I always go back to my favorite online stat. You know the the books Twilight, mm. uh, written by. She, Stephanie know. Stephanie Meyer. We've got a fan. Yeah, yeah. Haven't seen the movies, but read the books. Here he is. So. <laughs> I actually haven't, but you know. So that started as fan fiction. Fan fiction, yeah. Yeah. For fan. something. It was fan fiction. Wasn't but it was no, like Fifty Shades something. of Grey. Sorry, Fifty Shades of Grey started as 
Sorry, I get this right. Fifty Shades of Grey started. Twilight was fan fiction of something or another. Oh, really? Fifty Shades of Grey started as fan fiction of Twilight. Oh, okay. That's Initially right. on yeah, the yeah, internet, yeah, the yeah. characters were called Bella and Edward. How many times? Oh, I love this stat. How many times was the fan fiction? Nothing changed except the names, mind you. Nothing changed except the names yeah. when it went to Fifty Shades of Grey. How many times was it downloaded as fan fiction before she sold a single unit? Oh, this is an interesting question. I'm going to say n- not much, 15 times. I'm yes. going to go with a million. <laughs> and this time you're right. Yes. Oh, really? it, had a, okay. it had a million downloads as fan fiction. So yeah. the point being, in publishing, that absolutely works. Mm. Get an audience, get them to like your style and then adapt and then, it to yeah. a, a, an original in quotation marks. But I'd be interested to go back and have a look at the little Nas X example to see how much TikTok... How much work it did initially? Because I don't yeah. know, that. but that is a very, very good question. Now they're getting. Let's get into the, where we've landed at the moment. So, Switched on Pop is a fantastic podcast, absolutely wonderful. A musicologist and a writer, and a, they talk about music and they go through the charts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they did a really good episode uh, recently talking about interpolations and talking about the business practice of music and how it works now and how basically good luck trying to have a new song because mm. what you're going to have to do, as we've seen with 70%, is trying to beat out the old songs. Mm. So I just went on the charts today to have a look at the Australian charts. Top 15 songs in Australia, over half are either covers or interpolations. Really? So that's playing out as we speak. Mm. So right now that's taking place as well. And a lot of them are buried, a lot of them aren't. Okay, so. You host a radio show on a popular uh, radio yep. network. You, you could champion new music. <laughs> And this is the this is the criticism often leveled at commercial radio, and it adds a, and it's a point. There's a, I don't have any comeback to it because it's absolutely the case. Obviously, I don't have anything to do with the music. Except, I was going to say, that's except back announcing yeah. it. But you're absolutely right. That is part of what people always say. Well, you could play some new music, and I couldn't because I wouldn't be allowed, you know, allowed because that's not that, that's not the department. But whole radio stations now online and are based on whether or not they do that or not. Mm, it's their defining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's yeah. also a reason they're top 15, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. do it if it It's just like it you works. give people what they it's, want to listen when to. A, yeah. When a song yeah. breaks, we'll absolutely play it. Yeah. And, yeah. and overplay it and play it again. How dare you? How dare you? you don't know. Hey, we're podcasters. You, you don't know a thing about the, the music variety at the New Today FM. Um, I got one for you. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to give you guys the most perfect example I could tr- possibly find at the moment about the three-stage process for there possibly being money in music. Because what I'd like this to be as well, if anyone's listening to this who apparently who are in Blind Pilots or thinking about <laughs> starting a musical act, I want this to semi-act as a how-to. If you were just being cold and calculating, how could you try and make some money out of music? Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. You don't actually need the... Uh, a lot of technical musical background. No, you do not. You just need a bit of pizzazz and a good ear and away you go. Um, I don't know if pizzazz is the word. <laughs> yeah. Performance pizzazz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know identity. What I mean? like, identity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's absolutely right. Ooh, uh, rent's and, on, the, rent's and, the, and just the ability to mash music that people already have a hook to oh, and away you go. I, he's done it, yes. Okay, no, no, no. The, counter, the counterpoint <laughs> no, is. You guys, you guys no, what we is? should do. Well, surely you need some musical talent to be able to interpolate things still. All right. Let's, is, let's is, explore I that. I reckon then. you could mash two songs. But could I do it well? Yeah, but what's well? 
But you don't need any. Would, would yeah. I, do you reckon I can mash something that you guys would want to listen to? Yes. Yeah. Should I take that away as a challenge? Yes, please. Listen. <laughs> Next time we meet, we should all come back with our single because I've got, I've got one planned, which I was going to pitch. Yeah, which I'm going to pitch to you guys at the end. Yeah, right, yeah. let's do I've that. I've got one already. Yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> Is it one that I actually live DJed at a house party and it went, it kind of went off. All right, so save I'll, it, I'll bring it. That is. <laughs> Damn, why did I set this challenge up? This is when my commercial radio contacts are going to come in. When you come back, I'll be like, yeah, so I'm doing a song and on it is currently Dean Lewis, Amy Shark, and <laughs> three of the Backstreet Boys. All right, here is the most perfect example that I think I can find of an interpolation where you take the vibe, it's not exactly a cover. You take a part of a song and you adapt it and put it in a semi-new context, but not too much so that you don't still know what it was, but so that you can still, oh, doesn't that remind me of something? The best hook is the hook that's hooked you before is a saying they have in music. So that is exactly where we've ended up. Now the second, that's, so that's part two, right? Part one is you've got to work out, okay, which ones am I going to do? What am I going to interpolate here? And what's going to be my angle with it? Part three is something that uh, Switched On Pop didn't really explore, but which I think is crucial for us here today, is where that hits the culture. Where do you land it? Now, I think the best, the placement becomes so key because that's actually part of the business model, which I'll get to. So Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. The best one, I think, is that One Republic song, I Ain't Worried, which I'll play a little bit for you in a moment, right? So I Ain't Worried comes out. Now, to give it its full title, it's I Ain't Worried from One Republic soundtrack or to give its full, full title, <laughs> the song in the bit where they have a shirtless volleyball match, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what we're yeah. dealing with here <laughs> in that bit, it's an interpolation of a recent song. So it's a hook that's already hooked us before, put into a movie sequel, so we've already been hooked by the old movie. So now we're being hooked back into this next instalment of that movie and it's done a billion dollars. But we're also making sure that it's in the most iconic scene. So if you're, they pitched for this. Oh, wow. I cannot stress really? this enough. One Republic pitched, through their record label, yeah, yeah. pitched to have this song approved by Tom Cruise in that most iconic of scenes. Because they're not in the new business. They know that this scene is going to be something that people are going to remember because yeah. they've already done it yeah. and they know people are waiting for it. So here is a mashup of what song they're interpolating. Now, I got this from TikTok. I would credit the person on TikTok, but I won't because I won't credit anyone on TikTok. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. One oh. more time for those planning on Peter, Paul and Mary, young folks. Yeah. Ten years ago now, yeah. possibly a little bit longer than ten years ago. So it's not the same, Ren. Yeah. It's not a cover. Very close. It's She's close. Yeah. So one more time. We've all had a good time. Yeah. Great TikTok video. We should credit that person. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> brought to you by the Chinese government. So um, that is exactly how it works right mm. now in the music industry. If you want to make money, mm. your best bet is to have the, the clout or the nous to get an old song 
to find a way to interpolate it and then to put it somewhere where people are going to see it or hear it. And so anyone can rip anyone? Yeah. That, it's, Wait, really? But that's what I'm saying. It's up for grabs. You are going to at some point. But so ru- you, are you up for a, a legal fight every time you do it? Unless they like it. Unless they like it. <laughs> because if they, it's beneficial down the... Boom. So, because so. then they'll bring you into the tent and you, you should, you're paying licence fees, but they already own the songs. Mm. So they're happy that you've done it. So much so that they now have, and this was a great, where did they, a great report, that they have songwriting camps. So they'll go to someone who owns a catalogue and they'll say, Top Gun, volleyball scene, what do you got? And then they run off and they look through their library of music. Oh, we've got that Peter Paul. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. All right. One Republic. They're looking for a song. What about, yeah, okay, we could do something there. And then they go back and pitch their interpolations. Or they just go and have these camps where a bunch of songwriters come there and they go, all right, everyone, these are the songs we got. Go off and interpolate. Then we can pitch it back out to artists. Well, wow. it's like when today it we're doing Red Hot Chili Peppers California Cation. Yeah. Everyone go and come up with something. That is exactly what is taking place. Wow. wow. Where does it get to matter where you've got an interpolation of an interpolation? Oh, that's where, don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry, young man. Now, I want to, you brought up something earlier, Ram, which was key to this whole thing, covers. Yes. Covers versus interpolations. And we're lucky enough to have a straight fight between those two in the Australian charts at the moment with Australian artists. I want to see if I could find Australian artists that were doing this. So at the moment we've got a cover by Samantha Jade, who's a lovely person, done a great job, um, who is covering Let's Hear It For The Boy, the song from the movie Footloose. So this is, if this is a cover. This is a, and I've interviewed her. She's a lovely person. So great job. A straight up cover. Oh, yeah. We good? Yeah. Yep. We're all nodding. <laughs> but it, there's no spin on the ball. There's a bit of a beat, but there's no spin on this ball. Especially when you hear the original. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's Denise uh, from the original movie Footloose. Thoughts? I mean, it is a straight-up cover. Yes. Even even the the even the the chord progressions, yep. the the bass lines, yep. it's just elevated into a twenty twenty club sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can change the sound, but it's like you don't change the lyrics or exactly. like the, the melodies. Or or, you don't take yeah. part of it and put it somewhere else. Yeah. So that's a yeah, straight yeah. cover. That's now, easy. That's easy. But what it does do, it, look, it's done all right. It was, you know, added to radio stations. We've played it, and it sounds nice. And she's great. It's not having a cultural. Mo- you you two didn't know about it until I told you. No. Basically, did no. you? No, no. Okay, so it's not having a cultural moment, not like that One Republic thing, which is hashtag global. Now, what's interesting about the Footloose version, Ren, is they were already doing part of what's come back in fashion 30 years ago for Footloose. That original got massive because it was in the movie Footloose. Mm. Mm. Is there any money in music? Yeah. Is there a way, new ways to do it? They would argue yes. Well, not really. Because they were pulling the so same trick with Footloose in 1984. Yeah, yeah. But that was an original there. That wasn't... Absolutely. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. now Wait, that, hold on. Before we move to interpolations... The- time for a word from our sponsors. <laughs> 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 Have I ever told you about Saudi Arabia, guys? <laughs> what a joint. <laughs> Is that money in rigging the World Cup? <laughs> oh, now you're being interesting. Oh, right. Uh, so the cover there, mm. is there money in doing a straight cover? I would argue at this point... No. Okay. My argument at this point is no, there isn't. Not in the way that 
because I think the interpolation has taken it over and I think this is sort of being played out everywhere we look right at this moment. There are songs that we don't even know are covers. Did you know that Daryl Braithwaite's Horses was a cover? That's the way it's gonna be, little darling. No. You're going to ruin some no, big no, songs for us. <laughs> Hound Dog is, a, is almost a cover with you know Elvis Presley back in the day. Covers are fine. I've got no issue with covers at all. Uh, Nelly and Brulia, Torn, that's a cover. So if you don't know, you don't know. And if you do know, who gives a shit, yeah. right? But here is now another popular Australian artist at the moment, uh, Amy Shark, mm. who did a, a, sh- a song called Sway My Way with a guy called Rehab, but of course he spells it R3HA, whatever. Classic. Um, you know who you are. H-A. Um, okay. Hang on. Yeah, what? What? Yeah. That was a trick. The, what I played was the original mm. Bic Runga. <laughs> See? Did you guys pick up on that or did you think it was this was Amy Shark? I thought that was the original. Oh, you did? You yeah. picked it, Ren? I, it sounded very familiar. Yeah. yeah. But did you think it was Amy Shark or did you think it was the original? I thought it was older, so I didn't think it was So Amy there you Shark. go. Yeah. So there are stations at the moment, radio stations, one of them playing the original yeah. and another station downstairs playing the new version. So that is a great way to get paid twice. There yeah, is money in yeah, that. Yeah. If you can do an oldie, a golden oldie and interpolate it, mm. you can get on smooth and Nova. You know, I mean, yeah. no, I mean, smooth pre-recorded their shows nine years ago, but you'll still be on there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all of its competitors. Sorry, out there. <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, <laughs> let's have another go at Amy and Rehab with Sway My Way. See, not the same lyrics. Righto. So there you go. So isn't it, the argument of making it culturally relevant, though, or isn't this just making songs from thirty or forty years ago culturally relevant? Just putting for a now? club beat on it. Yeah, yeah, just putting a club beat and getting it into a Spotify playlist and played in a club. Absolutely, or on radio, or keep your name relevant mm. with a single that you didn't have to do too much with. And if, if it's a, if a hook that's already hooked us before, then what do we care? As P did, he said, I take hits from the 80s, but do they sound so crazy? Yeah, yeah. He was telling us he was doing it mm. in, you know, 93. Mm. Yeah, if you watch, um, uh, I'm reluctant to bring Kanye up on anything in 2022, okay, but yeah. <laughs> if you watch what he does with songs uh, when he's making beats, like back in the day, it is just, it's incredible how, you know, like you, there's videos of him and he would like take a, you know, old soul yep. or a blues song from like the 80s, slow it down, take it like a bit of vocal out and it's just crazy watching him like his mind work and He's a one-man interpolation machine. He is, yeah. He is, you know, I mean, you can, whatever you think of his Twitter presence and what he says, which is, you know, terrible, but the, the songs are, he was very much at the forefront of this current wave of what we're currently seeing. Well, where do you draw the line between interpolation and just sampling? Because isn't all uh-huh. hip-hop in essence just sampling? A lot of it, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they had a, the original court cases uh, that set the prices, et cetera, et cetera, a lot of, not a lot of it, but some of it's from uh, NWA's first few records uh, because they had, because Dre had such an gr- incredible knowledge of songs. Mm. And then it was like, well, hang on a second, we get a. So they had, I think there was one song where they had to pull out 27 samples oh. individually <laughs> and start working out the, the card, the rates. Wow. So um, now, question for you Is there anyone in Spotify? 
Is there money in Spotify? If you're an artist the, on Spotify. Probably for the top 0.01%. Well, as Spotify shareholders, I can tell you there's not money in my brokerage account <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> uh, I, I reckon there would be heaps of money in being top of a Spotify playlist. Okay. I reckon that would be like some of the most valuable real estate in music these days. Okay, so oh, so point, point 0.003 and point 0.005 uh, of a, a cent is how much they're currently paying on average per stream. Mm. So, um, no, there's not. But mm. also you've got to remember their, their algorithm. Yeah, sure, that's per stream. But music rights are being sold for millions of dollars yeah. because they, between Apple Music and Spotify, they spit off decent revenue. So who's benefited from that? Like there are some people we could think that you could name who've, got, who've done well out of that. Well, Justin Timberlake sold his back catalogue for oh, 100 mil. Oh, we are mil. coming to that. <laughs> oh, do, do you want, should we put a pin in that? Or? Oh, yeah, because we yeah, are okay, coming okay, to that, yeah, my yeah. friends, because right, that's right. the next evolution. I just want to let people know the the way that they calculate, you probably already know this, you two, Spotify's how they calculate how much you get. It's uh, total revenue yeah. that Spotify get. Yep. There's like a set percentage that goes to the record companies yep. uh, and then that gets divided amongst the record, the artists based on like total streams yeah. and then your percentage of total streams. Yeah. Yeah. So of course you're going to try and get yourself up that ladder any way you can mm. and what better way than let's say you're at Universal Music than trying to interpolate 20 universal music songs. Mm. So even just on sure. a, even yeah. statistically, you could do a lot better that way. Mm. It's almost a gaming of the system if that's the system we're playing because sales don't matter in that way. The other thing that uh, they've done is music's got a lot shorter. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. if a uh, 10-minute song and a one-minute song, if it's the stream counts the same. Oh, that's what I was thinking wow. about. I'd, I'd love to see what happens if Spotify changed it from how many streams you got to your percentage time spent time. streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wow, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, it's changed music massively. So they're not requesting Kaysan, quite the opposite. <laughs> yeah. It's way too long. Yeah, yeah. interpolate this down to a minute. Yeah, Forget, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I was thinking that with the TikTok, though, if the aim is to be found on TikTok, you want the most high impact hmm. audio for. 30 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're just dr- creating music mm. that is yeah. 20 seconds. Yeah. Well, well, there are literally people that make music for TikTok now mm. and, like, that's their job. Nuts. And they get but paid. where does that go? They would make more money than I, the yeah, music yeah. makes <laughs> just yeah. through their salary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but where? Where would that go? Like, how far can you take that? What do you, you can't tour that. I mean, people ask that about where does a finance podcast for two guys that don't know anything about finance yeah, this, go? Yeah, this, but that we're in the house that it built right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's weird and wonderful jobs online. Do you, you, you guys know the stuff around drum sampling? So, like, the first guy that sold... Um, drum sounds online. Yes. He just like hit his snare a whole bunch yes, of different yes. ways, hit the hi-hat a whole bunch of yeah. different ways, packaged it up and sold it yes. and made heaps of money yes, just remember, selling yes, that Yes, I remember the guy. Yeah. He's great. Yes, that's right. I've, I've heard an interview with him yeah. where he would go through his back catalogue and it was literally bam, <laughs> bonk. That one sounds well. Bonk. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy what, what you can sell online. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Here come the people that you lot like, the big investors. The big Wall Street investment companies have hypnosis song funds, primary wave. Uh, these are also people backed by BlackRock who are placing money into these 
back catalogs yep. of musicians um, because as one of them as one of them said by acquiring these rights the companies can reap the monies from royalties licensing brand deals and other revenue streams that would have gone to the artists which is very interesting we'll come to the licensing and the brand deals and the other uh, revenue streams and this is something I found interesting someone from one of these big hi- hypnosis which is traded on the London Stock Exchange yeah you can we can buy into it this is inc- I did not yeah. know that that's yeah. I am very very interested in addition to getting cash from whatever, however they worked it, they said, one of their public statements was that the, quote, the value of music assets are stable or even growing during any turbulent time for the markets. So whatever else is going on in the world, their bet, these giant Wall Street, you know, and London investment firms, is that the revenue from music is stable. Mm. I find that, that would you would you agree with that from your knowledge? It's interesting. It's an interesting way of looking well, at. Well, I guess what's the what's the economic conditions for people to stop listening to music? Uh, well, wow, it, it would be the, yeah. it would be the economic conditions to cancel your Spotify. Yeah, but subscription. I think yeah. it was sh- it was shown through COVID that streaming services is. We're not through COVID. Even in now in recessions, people are holding on. Yeah, to, yeah. holding on to that over. I would. Mm. I would say petrol Spot- in the car. Spotify would be the last one to go for me. Really, of all your services. Yeah, because I, I don't pay for Spotify. I'm, oh, a, you, I'm you, a YouTube guy. Me too. Oh, okay. I'm a YouTube guy. I've I've been very tempted to make the switch, but I haven't made it yet. But it's just like I I want a music subscription over a TV subscription. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many TV subscriptions do you guys have? Almost all of them. <laughs> Really? Uh, I just got rid of Disney. You're a terrorist. Why? Did I get rid of Disney? Why did you get rid of Disney? Just we weren't watching. And you can just resubscribe. Oh, you didn't have children? No. That'll do it. Yeah, Yeah, the whole resubscribe thing is is something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so here we go. Let's start playing who sold their catalogue for what. Okay, nice. All right, are you going to tell us the artist and we guess how much? Okay, great. I certainly am. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen, 300 songs. 20 studio albums, 20 live albums to Sony. I think it was half a bill. I was going to say 250, but yeah, you might be right. 500, half a billion. Mm. Wow. For the boss. Interesting thing about the boss is don't see it in ads. You don't hear it in ads. You don't His really. Catalog. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe that will change now that it's hashtag Sony, not the man himself. Yeah. Because that we're going to come to that. That is where the big, big money is now. ZZ Top. Oh. She's got legs. I mean, it's... Uh, I'm going to say 100? less than JT. I'm going to say 50 mil. You, you are good at this. The 50, you guys are good at this. 50 million for them. Mr. Bowie, David Bowie. Now, entire catalogue to Warner. I also think that was 500. It, it feels uh, he should be up there. I, I just... Yeah. I'll say, uh, just to be different to Bryce, I'll say 300. It's 250. And the reasoning? Many less hits than Bruce. Okay. More music, more artistically lauded or whatever, but less easily recognisable tracks. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah, Fair which enough. is which, yeah, okay. All right. So that's, so that's what we're looking for here. Imagine Dragons with the highest selling rock song of all time I reckon and other songs. 20, that's a red herring 20 there. Mil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 200 grand. <laughs> 100 million. Oh, Whoa. What? So well, my point being, so what is the value to get to the, to the first question we asked? Is there any money in music? Well, what's the highest selling rock song of all time? Well, it's Imagine Dragons Radioactive. Is there any money in music? Well, apparently there is because you can ride that and a couple of other songs to $100 million yeah. based on future earnings. Yeah, I can't help but think, though, it's like you're selling it for $500 million. If you didn't think that you'd 
be getting that. I mean, maybe they, it's 500 million over the next 50 years or something in return. But like, it's obviously for the these washed up artists who are well into their well, see, prime. Yeah, right. It's a washed <laughs> up. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he just played there, but he still plays no, too. You know he, can, he can sell at any arena in the whole but he world. Obviously but does he have to pay a license fee then to play his own songs? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. remember yeah, that's what yeah. ended up happening to the Beatles with Michael Jackson. When um, yeah, uh, that whole story is wild. It's yeah. amazing. Paul yeah. McCartney says to Michael Jackson, "Yeah, you got to remember the real money's in owning the masters and the recordings." Apple gets into a little bit of trouble, and Michael Jackson goes, "I'll buy it," and then has to ask Paul's permission to go out and play "Hey Jude." Mm. It's a has to ask story. Michael's permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, Michael's yeah. permission. But to, to your to your what point, what I'm saying is like they're obviously saying it's better for me to take 500 mil than keep my rights. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like the the finance of it all is just a like an income play for these investors. Yeah. You can invest in bonds and you get 3% a year maybe at the moment or you can invest in music mm. and you pay, Seven. you know, well, probably not that much, but like 4%, yeah. And it's just like I'll pay $100 million up front and I'll get $4 million in income every year. Mm. So here's an interesting one, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because what's interesting Have about they sold those? Yes, because oh. what's interesting all, now this is the best bit of this. You ready? All pre twenty twenty materials. Yeah, well, that's that good stuff. Yeah, no, they weren't, <laughs> yeah, no one wants to they, Have they done <laughs> anything? Not pre twenty twenty. But what's interesting about them is that they're still active. So are Imagine Dragons. Of these, these are the people who are still active. Yeah, okay. And yeah, yeah. what if if you're this company who's paid five hundred million? What if Imagine Dragons' next song is also the highest selling rock song of all time. You've missed out on that. Yeah, but it's probably, there's probably a halo effect there, isn't there? People go and bring listen, up the old. Go, yeah, ima- they oh, go to the right, Imagine yeah, Dragons you're right. tour. No, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah fair yeah. enough too. Um, so have a guess. Uh, Chili Peppers pre-2020. Oh, I don't reckon uh, a lot because I did I would prefer to own the Chili Peppers it. than Bowie, but I don't think... So a, fair, get- a fair few hits, great story as well. Yes. Yeah, Scar Tissue if you've read it. 80. One, I'm going to say 333. 140. Oh. So to put that in context, so Bowie's 250, Imagine Dragons is 100. I would have thought the Chili Peppers would have commanded more than a 40 million more than Imagine Dragons. Same. Mm. When you guys listen to those numbers, what formula are they using? Because they keep telling us that they can look at streaming revenue because streaming has been the big I, I think, change. I think it is. That's how they've been able to exactly quantify yeah, yeah. what they think they can project forward. Right. That, it, it's, it is streaming revenue. And like a rule of thumb, rough, rough, hmm. times it by 25, that oh. then you get a 4% yield. Okay. And so like very rough maths, but that's how I assume they would do a lot of it. Right. So- so then that brings me to the next point, which is, is there money in any music? Is there any money in old music? Yes, there is, because we keep hearing about licensing. Mm. So licensing. So I went through and I tried to find the most expensive songs to license. And the most expensive one I could find, have a guess which band. Oh, I feel like we have uh, spoken about this. And I think you've told us this off mic. Is it the Rolling Stones? Ah, damn it. Yeah, God, I'm boring. Sorry. I've only got two, I've only got two stories. <laughs> so I should have just pretended you didn't tell no, me. No, I appreciate the honesty. Rolling Stones. Yeah. And it's She's a Rainbow. So... In ju- it's $4 million recently, though they still own all their stuff because Mick Jagger's hashtag businessman, to uh, Christian Dior and Jim's mowing. 
Wait, what? <laughs> a collab? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some weird one for Christian Dior and then a separate one. No, it was. Oh, for, I, I thought that was them together. Jim <laughs> <laughs> um, Chiffon. No, it is a Acura, which is a lux- a car brand. They wanted to get into lux- Acura. It's a Honda, but they wanted to be seen as more luxurious, and so they thought she's a rainbow. Four million bucks for wow. those two ads. Wow. Okay. Wow. And that feels may- maybe right. I don't know for a massive. Song and a massive. I think in the millions for sure. Really, yeah. I don't think it would matter. Yeah, I don't think because you know that there's a classic story about the Dandy Warhols. Not if you were the last junkie on earth, which is an incredibly you know fantastic uh, pop song. Well, the song was going nowhere. This is in the mid '90s, and it, it gets on a car ad, and then it goes ballistic. But they had signed a deal to do a music video for that song, and they the record company spent four hundred thousand dollars on the music video. And you'll never guess how much the licensing fee was for the ad. Oh, it's 400 grand. So they ended up with zero bucks. Oh, no. (laughs) That's devastating. Why do you think it doesn't doesn't matter? I don't think if I asked you guys about songs in ads, name me your favourite song in an ad ever. Well, I think, there's, I think there's memorable ones like Such the, as? the Qantas Still Call uh, Australia yeah, Home. A pop song. <laughs> <laughs> Qantas, I Still Call Australia uh, Home. Uh, the menu log stuff. That's a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about licensed um, music in an ad. Thunderstruck. Aha. Yes. What else that is? Uh, the, the ute. Oh, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. Car ads of- which one, Bryce? <laughs> which, which one was? Which ute? Uh, the th- Holden Thunderstorm. He's done well there. Now, what? What? now, you and I did not speak before this. No. But I was looking for an Australian example yeah. and the highest I could find was for ACDC Thunderstruck, which in 1999, when it was used in a film, cost $500,000. Wow. Now, you'll notice that it sort of disappeared from advertising ACDC's music. Yeah, really. That thunderstruck was incredible when you heard it. I still remember it too. With mm. the doing donuts in the mm-hmm. in the thunderstorm. Yeah, it was the best thing ever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but ACDC's music is in Thor. ACDC's music uh, is in Mar- big big action films. In Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you hear their music now. And what was hilarious, I remember when they made an Australian film with Stephen Curry, which is a good movie called Thunderstruck, which was about ACDC. They couldn't afford any of the music. So oh, it was all no. covers and pieced together. So even though it was about ACDC, a, a love no affair way. with ACDC, forget it. That kind of ruins the, uh, the movie. Oh, it certainly did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so to wrap that up, so ACDC, uh, they won't release. So a lot, of, a lot of bands won't release, but they also won't sell and they're also still doing new music. They're one of the few bands that is, they keep having lineup changes, but they keep touring, they keep releasing new albums and it's no thank you. Yeah. Oh, I said AC are releasing albums. Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yes. But Sorry, boys. Still, you know, <laughs> I didn't know that either. But, <laughs> but they're still going. So almost at the end here, what do we do? If we wanted to make music right now, we've, thought, we've said we're all going to come up with an interpolation. When next time we meet, we're going to have our own interpolation. I'm so excited about this. So do we all agree that an interpolation is the way to go? Well, I'm not going to bust out a cover. No. It does sound like it, yeah. It sounds like the way to go. And placed. You've convinced me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so I've, I've all right. Okay. Yeah. I and think, placed. Yeah, now that's where it's going to get tricky for us because mm-hmm. I think we should make it first and then see if we can find a way to place it somewhere culturally. Like place it, okay. 
Okay. So Shit. what's Tom Cruise's next off. movie? <laughs> <laughs> One of his old ones. Maybe the best interpolation is the outro music for this podcast. Oh, how good is this guy? <laughs> All right. Here's the – I'm going – I want to bags – I want to bags this song. Second most played at Mooseheads in Canada. Oh, here we go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I play this one for free. Uh, uh, this is a good one. For yeah, a yeah. number of reasons. A, hashtag classic. Yeah. B, culturally, it exists in a place all of its own. C, it's a cover. A little known fact that it's a cover. So that's what I'll be doing. I'm going to be interpolating horses, Daryl Braithwaite, okay. when I next see you. Okay. To find out, and then we will all come back here. So now that we've done all that, ladies and gentlemen, boys, final, now that we've had all this good fun chat, I'll ask you again. We asked you at the start and I ask you again now. Ren, is there any money in music? There's, I don't know about making it, but there's money in investing in it. Ah, oh, that's a very you answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's very on brand. <laughs> all right, DJ. DJ, uh, yes, is there is absolutely money there in music. Is. Yes. In yes. what way? In having your finger on the pulse and being able to have the skills to mash and interpolate. Well, it's actually in in having a massive back catalogue that performs well on streaming. Okay. That's where I think the big money is. Five hundred million. Yep. Th- Two fifty million. Okay. All, Selling all that. All that's made me think. Have you guys heard of the Lindy effect? There's, no, there's young, this, no young man. There's this uh, concept where the longer something has existed, the longer it will exist into the future. Oh, I love and, this. And so it's like you, you think about in like the history that we remember, the music that we listen to relevant here, but institutions, like the longer something has existed, the longer it's more likely to exist going forward. Wow. Um, and it just, that's, this feels like a classic example of that. Like the fact that we're still listening to the Beatles now and all those other bands from the 60s have fallen away, that makes it more likely in 60 years from now we'll be listening to the Beatles rather than, like, someone who's releasing music now. Yep. And that, yeah. yeah. I do want to say, though, that I uh, came across uh, a visualisation of all songs on Spotify that have over a billion streams. This is great. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, surprisingly, is the number one artist with over more, really? most songs now, over a billion streams. I'm glad you brought him up. He's in my notes because he has a different approach. He doesn't interpolate. He steals and waits for you to notice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. So, so Ed, you said... Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he got sued recently, didn't oh, he? He's been sued a number of times. Yeah, okay. And sometimes he wins and sometimes he doesn't. Right, and okay. also that Led Zeppelin, they, 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 they invented this. They invented people going... Wait a second. I think that's my song. And then Led Zeppelin going, all right, all right, you got me. Put his name on the, put his name on the writing credits. Really? Wow. Oh, it goes back as, as long as you want to find it, it's there. Yeah. But you said for a stream on Spotify, you get about two cents. Mm. Zero, zero, zero point oh a fraction of a cent. Yeah, yeah. two f- hundredth of a cent. 0.002. Correct. Two one hundredths of a cent. 0.02. Zero point zero two cents. Yeah, so two one hundredths of a cent. Correct. Keep all this in. (laughs) So uh, I did maths in society. So dollar sign zero decimal point zero 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 two. No zero zero five. No third zero. So so dollar sign zero point oh oh five, which is also my rap name. So uh, yeah, oh oh five. Yeah. Dollar sign point Point, oh oh five. Yeah. Yeah, So let's go point. (laughs) Let's go point oh oh two. Okay. Fine. Uh, we'll put five. 
So let's just assume. So here's, here's eleven songs <laughs> over eleven songs streaming over a billion. Let's say they've let's say they've just all this. made a billion. Yeah, I love it. At that zero point zero zero five, he's cleared fifty five million. Uh, is that a billion a year, or is that just billion? That's just a billion flat. A billion flat. So okay. fifty five million not, from eleven songs. Yeah. I mean, I'd take it. You'd take it. Oh, I would there's, take it. There's money in it. But it's Ed Sheeran. Can you guess the second artist with most songs over a, a billion? This is where you're going to be really hashtag tricky because this is where it gets into do the interpolations count on their ledger, if you know what I mean. I'm going to say it won't count on their ledger if it's just like Spotify artists. And I'm going to go Mariah. I'm going to go... Taylor Swift. That's what I would have thought, but it's um, it's Post Maloney. <laughs> Otherwise known as Post Malone. <laughs> and, I said that on, I said that, that is that on, how Bryce thinks his name is. I said that on purpose. It's I said wonderful. that on purpose. <laughs> now he himself, is, that's wonderful. Oh, that's excellent. What a great way to so, finish. So, so Ed, yes. we, we have this whole other concept for another podcast, which is just people coming in and explaining pop culture to Bryce because he just doesn't know Where anything. Where do I start? <laughs> Where do you want to start? Anyway, I've completely derailed it. Yes, so do you, have music. you ever seen Spinal Tap? No. Right, homework. Go watch Spinal Tap. Okay. Because that's a mockumentary, hilarious mockumentary about a rock band that is from the early 90s and it's the guys, Harry Shearer, who's in The Simpsons. It's, it's you know, Christopher Guest, best in show, et cetera, et cetera. It's so worth looking at because it's almost like when you're watching this, it's a mockumentary about a, a rock band that can't find an angle, a heavy, a sort of hair metal band that can't find an angle to break through. It's, it was hilarious on the day and now you watch it again and you're like, shit, they almost, they almost fucking predicted the future yeah. really? because these guys are struggling and it gets worse and they get more and more obscure and the marketing becomes the issue and they can't make it work in the industry. It's a hashtag ripper. Love it. Yeah, yeah great. How do you answer it? Is there money in music? This really, cha- I'm really glad that we did this. This really changed my thoughts on it because there 100% is money in music. If you decide that identity beats output, if you decide early on that, righto, what is my caper? My caper is that I will interpolate songs, look for placement, look to TikTok, look to YouTube, look to get my name out there as someone like the Marshmallow or something like that who can be in and around culture sort of pulling at the edges of it and inserting it into places, films, TV, ads, online videos, etc., and work your way into it that way. Like a covers band that somehow gets a record deal to do originals. That to me is if you're not hashtag artistic or you don't care and you don't think the slug for the pub band is the way for you, 100% that is the way forward because genre is now gone as well. Remember, remember metalcore? Remember, these genres all still exist mm. and they're all in their small subcultures, but the subcultures aren't small. So if you decide that you're going to be that type of band, well, you just have to do the types of things that those types of bands do, which is to play festivals, to have a video of yourselves like Rise Against where you, you have to do the film clip where you're all in a van and it looks as though you're just a touring band doing your best. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to do that. <laughs> and if not, you're not, it's not going to work. And if you're going to, so pick your genre and play the identity game of that genre, play it well whilst doing music that sounded like someone else's songs or has other people's songs in it. 
and then there is most certainly money in music. It's such a... Uh, discouraging way to end it. If you don't worry about the music at all and you build your personal brand and your online following, you could become a musician. And so, I mean, the bigger question with that opening a can of worms is surely that this just becomes an AI play at some point where you're just feeding in... Oh, inter- AI interpolation. You're just feeding in hu- reams, of, yeah. reams of songs that have proven to be popular on Whoa. streaming and yeah. it's just mashing and spitting. It's like, forget the care. <laughs> forget, just give me yeah. a hundred options for this song. Is yeah. that, you guys know more about AI than I do. Well, like, have you, have, is that on the cards? It Def- would have definitely. to be. Yeah, yeah. so oh. the AI natural language was the uh, first thing, like last year, GPT-3, like AI can now write like a human and it's like reckon- it's hard to distinguish. And then now there's AI art. That's the thing now. What is it? Doll 3 or something? It's kind of like Wally, but not. Um, <laughs> and so now AI art is getting, it started as a bit of a joke. Now it's getting a bit sophisticated. Oh God. So I guess AI audio is coming. I tried to train an audio to replicate my voice. Oh, it's, um, yeah, no. it's still pretty shit. No, yeah, yeah. It, you know why? Because it can't, it can't change itself. Like when I'm talking to you now, I'm still computing, and I might change the sentence. If I got something else, I might want to say, then I'll change my pitch. It can't do that. The thing it is, can't. though, the thing is, the professional ones can. So oh. Anthony, when Anthony Bourdain died, oh. there was yeah, uh, the doco. The doco, yeah. So the second half, or half the doco is AI. It's trained yeah. to replicate his voice. I don't know about that. Uh, but is there a difference between replicating and uh, and like? And thinking and saying doing. things, yeah. I know so what then, you're saying. So yeah, you know yeah. where you know what world we've we've entered into then, don't you? We're now in a supergroup of Michael Jackson, David Bowie, and Whitney Houston, yeah, releasing a new version of Aqua's Barbie Girl, <laughs> just in time for the release of Thor Fifteen. <laughs> and the thing is, that, with, uh, now, <laughs> now, <laughs> he's fired up. We've copyrighted that. No one can steal it. That is ours. All right, well, coming up next week on Is There Money in AI? Yay! <laughs> you have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.